Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. For the first half of seventh grade, I was at a large public school. And my group of friends referred to ourselves as the stoners. There was little to no drug use happening, so I think this is just a 90s term used for kids who didn't want to be preppy and were into skateboarding and grunge music. Anyway, if you've been listening, you know that my parents swooped me right on out of that stoner group and sent me to private school. And what was true then is just as true now. Making friends in a new school or a new job is hard. How the heck do you do it? And do you even want to do it? Here's a note from me to another stoner girl that had to change schools. So what do you think about this school so far? I don't like it, but it's better than homeschool, right? This school is okay, but I want to get to know more people here. This is my fourth week and I still don't know anyone. I know their names, but they're not very friendly. They're kind of clicky, you know what I mean? I'm thinking about having a sleepover. That way we can get to know them. What do you think? So recommendation number one. If you move to a new school, just have a sleepover. Problem solved. Okay, seriously, we're going to talk about how to make friends. And the first method is to find one friend and then glom onto their group. Brandy and Jen both changed schools also, so let's find out how they use this method to prevent our greatest fear, eating alone in the calf. Brandy is first, and she actually moved to the U.S. when she hit middle school. All the way through fifth grade, you lived in Germany or, mm-hmm. or where? Yeah, I lived in Germany on the base. Do you speak German? Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot of friends when I, you know. Yeah, not because, a lot of time. Not a lot of time. So when I went to Computech, one of the first people I met when I went to Computech, her name was also Brandy. <laughs> and one of her good friends that she was in dance class with was Stacy, mm-hmm. who became my best friend. Mm-hmm. But then you had another really big group of kids that we hung out with that all came from Manchester Gate. Mm-hmm. And so they all grew up Equally together. Equally nerdy kids. Equally nerdy kids. Mm-hmm. We all came together, but you still had those of us who didn't know each other beforehand. And then you had that core group that all like grew up together in elementary school and like came to Computech together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they adopted you pretty well then. Yeah, I think. So do you remember how you made friends? You kind of had the version of homeroom there. And so if you ended up having like the same, like it was called core, um, core classes, you ended up more or less in a couple of classes together. So I think just naturally by seeing the same people over and over again, you ended up becoming friends with them. And my core was Stacy and it was Jasmine. And then you had a bigger group and then you had all your sub branches right, 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 right. of that group. And I think it was fairly easy, um, but of course it's it's junior high school and it's middle school and you guys end up like kind of 
having that merry-go-round of friends like yeah. sometimes you're super close to these people and sometimes you're super close to those but for the most part I would say the big the big group of them we would all have like holiday parties together and everybody was invited and yeah it was fun Jen moved right before high school so how did she find that one friend in the summer between eighth and ninth grade I moved one town over oh but it was like another universe Uh, okay it's like a place we never really went and I didn't really know anyone but I did know one girl because her dad lived in the trailer park that I lived in Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, Duval mm -hmm. and so we were friends when she was there like every other weekend and then I was really grateful because I had the one friend and so I remember that summer I went to her birthday party which was at a lake and and that's actually the first time that I met the the guy, my first like the boyfriend. Okay, Jen is talking okay. about her first so love and how into her he was. Life. And if you're interested in that story, you can go back to episode 27 after school special and hear all about it. But I also met like a bunch of other of her friends. And so I just literally like I just co-opted into her friend group. Okay, perfect. Happened. But she I went in as a freshman. She was a sophomore or no, she was a junior. And so her friends were junior, seniors, and then also graduate and like graduate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so they were all much older than me. Okay. But she was definitely one of my closest during that time. I skipped out on most of high school. I went to an independent learning school. And then I started college at 16. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to my last few years of high school, I went to college. I did the community are, college. Are you happy you did that? Yeah. I mean, I graduated with my associate's degree a week before I graduated with my high school diploma. Uh uh (laughs) And the state paid for it. And I hated high school and everyone in it. I was not about the politics and the drama and everything. So, yeah. yeah, So I was happy. I felt felt fine about doing that. I don't know. I mean, maybe I missed out. I definitely would like never show up at any of my high school reunions because I don't know anyone. But I didn't hang out with anyone in my class either. Annie and Holly have been friends since they were 15, 16, and they connected via that magical friend of a friend thing, too. Plus, a very 90s activity. Here they are arguing in the way only best friends can. Can I start? Because you'll remember more so I can tell my story and then also, you can tell what actually happened. Do you remember how we met? I mean, <laughs> like, I remember the impetus. Okay. So I was best friends with Taryn and Taryn told me that she met this guy named Todd and Todd's girlfriend was the tits and she was so cool and I was going to love her. Except I hadn't met Taryn yet. I met you and Taryn at the same so, time. So, like, maybe not only do I not remember a lot. No, I maybe think. Maybe I, I think, just make memories. No, 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 no. I think, I think. No, Todd, I swear to God, she told me that she had met you and you were so cool. I mean, maybe very briefly. Like, yeah. maybe it was like an introduction kind of thing. But, like, no, I distinctly remember Meeting both of you for the first time at that thrift store. That's not what you remember. Okay, honey. Go on, tell your story. I mean, that that was the extent. Like, my best friend was like, dude, I met the 
downest chick you are gonna love her she's my friend's girlfriend yeah and then I met you and then we were best friends forever yeah (laughs) I was dating my high school boyfriend Todd Todd's best friend was Chris right and uh, I never really liked that much so Todd and Chris were best friends and they like went Mm -hmm. to shows and thrift stores Mm -hmm. and Taryn probably thought Chris was hot absolutely everybody thought Chris was hot I don't think Chris was hot, but I also don't remember what he looked like. <laughs> he was our type the, really at that good. at that age. Right. So he was like skinny and wore tight pants and eyeliner. Slightly mm-hmm. grungy alternative college. I listen to Kurt Cobain, but like also I I'm shower. Art one yeah. of seven at Fresno State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I'm sure they met Taryn or something at a show or yeah. whatever the fuck. Right. And then they were like, we met this cool girl, blah, 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 blah. She's so cool. I was like, cool, whatever. Yeah. And then at some point, I distinctly remember, like, you guys were thrift store shopping and we went to go meet you at the thrift store, like, to do, to, as an activity, to go do that. Right. That is the thing you do <clears> in the um, Yeah. And I remember we, we, like, I was just like, bye, boys. And then the three <laughs> of us just, like. We're friends now. Melded. Yes. Into one. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. So you moved in together. How did that happen? Uh, well, that was when I was... 17? 17. And we were at the Fedora house. Yeah. Camelot. Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and home life wasn't that great. Needed to get out. Needed to get out. She needed a roommate. She had an open room. And then she moved in and was like, you all are sluts and alcoholics. This is really <laughs> uncomfortable. So I'm going to move to that extension room that's detached <laughs> from these other rooms. So that I can't hear, hear you, you guys fucking at all hours. Slutty being slutties. But it was great. Holly and I used to leave notes for each other mm-hmm. on our doors. Like folded up and like with like. <laughs> For Holly's eyes only, for Annie's eyes only, written like on it. Like, straight up high school status. Yeah. I wish we had them right now. I do, too. I do, too. We probably So, were you still yeah. in high school, or had you graduated, and so, you were... So, I, uh, I hated high school. Awful. So, my, my senior... And I was young in high school. I entered high school being 13. And so, started my senior year being 16 years old. My gosh. And pretty immediately baby. turned 17. Yeah, but In still. September, but yeah. And um, I, but, but by the time I got to my senior year, I was like, I'm over this. This sucks. Mm-hmm. So I, I went on home studies. I figured out how to do it myself. I filled out all the paperwork. My mom just signed it because, eh. Why not? And I finished early. <laughs> Middle school was a bit of a mixed bag, but by high school I had cemented a friend group with four other girls, and we called ourselves the Pink Ladies. I know, so original. We did everything together, and we did it laughing like hyenas. But this episode isn't about our antics. It's about how we became friends and why we became so connected. I posed these questions to one of the 5PL, my friend Sarah, who you may know from the Spreading Cheer episode. And because she's also worked in high schools for 16 years, she has a simple and somewhat disappointing explanation. We bond with people who are like us. 
We have a giant stack of notes in front of us and Sarah's seven-year-old daughter pops in here and there. So if you hear a bit of noise, that's what's happening. We've been friends for like yes. 20 years. Yes. Wait. Oh my gosh. That's almost 30 years. Here's where Sarah and I do the actual math. We met when we were like 13 years old, probably seventh grade. We're now 40 years old. So how long have we been friends? It's a shockingly long time. Right? Yes. 27-ish years. So obviously by high school, you had kind of hashed out the friend thing. and We were in a friend group together. We were. As you are aware. Yes. Why do you feel like the five of us got along mm. so well and, I don't know, we're so connected? Because I don't think everybody had no. that in high school. <laughs> I assumed everyone had that. Uh-huh. I assumed that's just how high school was. I didn't assume anything different until later when I started working in high school, realizing my experience was totally not like the normal high school experience. Um I don't quite have the answer. I feel that we were very trusting each other and we were very real with each other. And we were in a very supportive environment at the private school. Mm-hmm. It's more bubblish. I definitely have seen over the years of working in public schools, trust is like something that does not come easily to anyone. They're very hesitant to trust people. Because of the deceit and the hurt and the lies and the backstabbing that happens. So rightfully so. They're, mm-hmm. I feel like kids are guarded with that because of what goes on mm-hmm. at schools. And so to find people or friends that are real and that they can trust is like few and far between. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it for years. It's sad. Like in... Madeira, where it's like a small town. They had gone to school together since kindergarten, and they all feed in to the same junior high, and they all feed into high school. I saw more of that kind of trusting relationships and closer bonds than than coming to work in Southern California, where there's big transient population, and people are moving, and um, people are coming from all different areas and all different backgrounds and all different you know, experiences, much more diverse experiences. Um, uh, I see it's harder for people to trust people and connect with people and find community and all of that. It's, it's sad. It's challenging. If they're not connected in by a sport or a club or activity, it's really hard for them to find people to connect to. Right. If they don't do any of that, we have a lot of wallflowers, a lot of Ones that are just don't have that high school school experience like we had. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that there's like a combination of factors, right? For that, right? You know, the way I look at it is like, man, I feel like we're all so different. Like personality yes. wise, we're super different. Completely. But listening to what you're saying right now, it's like, but really, our foundation was really similar, right? We yeah. had parents that were still married yeah. and. We were socioeconomically yep. similar, just yes. faith-based. Like, all of yes. that is the same. So and, Yeah. I think now with the diversity of everything, which isn't a bad thing, it's just you don't find people like you with all those common similar- similarities. Like You're making up words. I totally. <laughs> you just don't find them. Yeah, you just, yeah. They're harder to find. Right. So. 
Not right. to say that you can't be friends with people that are not like you, but maybe in high school it's just it's easy. Like I guess our friendships were easy. easy. Yeah. Um, because of that. Not to say they were always easy, because we all had crazy different personalities, but we all accepted each other mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, that's just mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. That's the way she's crazy. Yes. Yes. I have a different way. I'm yes. crazy. Yes. <laughs> we accepted our crazy. Well, I like you that you brought up trust Mm -hmm. because I do think we came in with automatic trust because we had so much similarities and that's just like a natural neuroscience phenomenon you know if someone looks like you and has blah 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 that's similar you come in putting them in the friend box versus putting them in the I'm not sure about you box exactly you know yeah and that's what we did Mm -hmm. yeah we had that like going for us already right so it made it easier or if they're based on their past experiences, if they've been hurt by friends before, if they've mm-hmm. been left, if they've been backstabbed or left a friend group or got pushed out of a friend group, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things that happen will affect how they can relate to people and how they can be friends and trust people. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like we had a lot of that. I mean, um, I didn't feel like we had that stuff. I didn't feel like I grew up having those issues with friends. Mm-mm. So I came into high school readily open to mm-hmm. friendships I guess mm-hmm. and trusting people yeah so and I don't know if that's always the case so that's always the situations with kids mm-hmm. so yeah I think it was we got like we got lucky I think it was just like a perfect storm mm-hmm. maybe and we had that good like foundation of commonality mm-hmm. and then built it from there but we all were very different in our own ways I mean, aside from trust, I just feel like humor was like we just mm-hmm. thought each other were really hilarious. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I still think you're funny. <laughs> I think you're hilarious. I think we could like laugh anything off mm-hmm. and always have a good time. And maybe that was it. Like there were other people we could have probably hung out with. Mm-hmm. We just chose not to because we didn't have fun with them. <laughs> So if it wasn't fun, we weren't going to do it. And we weren't laughing. We didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I think we all wanted that. Mm -hmm. So that kind of brought us together too. What may be obvious is that we loved each other like crazy. But one of the notes from another member of the 5PL asks, I wonder what people think of our group. Seriously. So I pose that question to Sarah. I'm curious, because I feel like we were cool with everyone. (laughs) I feel that way. But I kind of want to, like, ask around and be like, were we horrible bitches and everyone hated us? I kind of feel like people didn't like us. Why? I feel like people were jealous of our friendship. (laughs) They wanted what we had and they could not have it. So they were jealous. And we had way too many jokes that were just for us. Mm -hmm. We had way too many inside things that no one knew what we were talking about and we liked it like that I feel like we segregated ourselves yeah you're probably but right. you were definitely more friends with everyone than I was are you an introvert totally okay yeah it took me 27 <laughs> years to figure that out that's a long time <laughs> I could have told you 27 years ago I totally could have told you yeah no I am a complete introvert and it wasn't until like our senior year in high school when somebody that I sat next to all year that I never talked to told me 
Oh, I think you're actually cool. I just thought you were a bitch, but you're really just shy and don't talk. Oh, that's what you think of me. Thanks. Thanks so much. So you were able to make friends with everyone. You always talk to everyone. And then there were ones like me that I just didn't talk to anyone else. I just preferred my <laughs> four friends and that's all. I didn't need anyone else I mean, in my life. Four friends is kind of a lot <laughs> to maintain. I didn't need anyone else in my life and I was completely happy. Yeah, I look at the pictures of us in our, like, matching pink shirts <laughs> with 5PL embroidered mm-hmm. and making our gang sign. <laughs> and I, of course, think it's hilarious. But then I do now, as an adult, see the segregation and exclusivity, yes. maybe, of that behavior. <laughs> yeah, we were very exclusive, which I kind of go back and forth now that I'm – I've worked in so many schools. Like, I wish every student could have the experience I had, like, with friends. And I see that that's not the norm, and it makes me sad for them. It makes me sad that they don't have even, like, one or two close friends all the way through high school. Like, they start with friends, and then they move friends, or every year they have new friends. And it's like, that sounds so horrible to not – have the same friends and not have those people around you that you could trust and share stuff with and know it's not going to go anywhere. No, no one's going to know. And like, how can you be fully yourself? Yeah, you can't. Right. And that's what's sad. Like I felt like we were completely who we were. Yes. We didn't have to hide stuff about ourselves. It was just who we were and we were accepted for the most part. And I just don't feel that most students have that same experience. Mm -hmm. They have to be someone they feel would fit in and feel liked and feel part of this group and part of that group. And that's like an age-old thing. It's nothing new. Yeah. But we were just such in a, I feel like, a supported environment where we could be ourselves without being mocked and ridiculed and talked about. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure that went on. But not to the extent where it could at other places, I feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, or at least with our friends, it didn't happen, Mm -hmm. you know. Do you have adult friendships like that? Just like that close and that Oh, yeah, on that side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good good friendships. Yeah, I mean, and like as we've like moved through life, you develop those with people. But I've never felt like I've had to like be someone I wasn't or it's like I am who I am like accepted or not this is who I am Mm -hmm. so I've never felt like I've had to like do that I didn't do it in high school so it didn't really change after that yeah so I think all of my friendships over the years have been much more deeper Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's just what I prefer anyways right I don't do a lot of surface stuff And that's, I think, just the introvert in me. I'd rather have, like, one or two close friends instead of, like, 30 contacts Mm -hmm. I could go hang out with at any time. Right. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like it's my expectation. Mm -hmm. To, like, have that over the other. Yeah, like, I'm going to go into it with trust, with being myself, and the expectation you're going to do the same, and that's how the relationship's going to be. Yeah, yeah. a note from Sarah. The seniors suck big time. The freshmen are insane and the sophomores need serious help. All I know is that we have to stick together this year, no matter if we all turn psycho. Also, did you meet that new girl? I talked to her today and I say we adopt her. 
So Sarah wasn't always the cold girl with the RBF that she thinks she was. I kept many of those friends from high school, but in my early 20s, I found or created or modge-podged a new group of girlfriends. There's eight of us, and every year we go out of town for Labor Day weekend. No partners, no kids. It's glorious. So how did we all come together? Well, through our jobs and through long-gone boyfriends. But I would say that method number two is to share the messiness of your life because other people are probably going through something similar. And brutal honesty with love can build trust pretty quickly. We're on the patio during one of our Labor Day trips, and I asked Corey and Vicky to share how we met. We were all in the right place at the right time. So you mean like drunk? Yes. No. I mean, I think that when you go through something together, it's really unifying. So like Mm -hmm. it was our first job together and, you know, just what was happening in your life at that time. Look, when Corey and I met, we had some major stuff going on. I was having marriage problems and considering a divorce. Corey had a friend falling out that involved her living situation and had broken up with her long-term boyfriend. So... And so I was really slightly broken. I feel like depressed. I feel like you were in a really kind of vulnerable position too. And I think we kind of just found each other and, you know, our spirits are similar and silly and but also like nurturing and the way that we needed and we got through it together Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. really got through it together and then what's I think awesome is that everybody has kind of been collected and and I mean right now we're all in such different places and but I also know that with this group if I ever needed anything if I ever had an emergency and I called any one of you, you would be there and do what you needed to, to like help support me. I'm so lucky that this friendship has been 20 plus years. Long time. Long time. Mm -hmm. We grew up together and we Mm -hmm. went, we learned to sort of be (laughs) grownups. Those are air quotes. Those are air quotes, you know, had breakups and we helped each other through that and just found what we wanted to do in our lives and then had got married and had kids and moved and just all of it. Mm -hmm. We've been with each other longer than any of us have been with a man. Yep. Minus Katie, because Katie and John are the only ones who met before we met each other. Right. But other than that, we've all, this is the longest relationship any of us have ever had. It's true. Mm -hmm. That is true. And so we, I think, kind of exemplify, too, how a long-term relationship needs nurturing, and it needs love, and it needs commitment, and then that's what you get out of it, mm-hmm. you know, is love and nurturing and commitment. My bitches. My bitches. We're like a sorority forever. We collected each other, and we chose to stay together, and, you know, it might have been, like... We, le- we got together because our boyfriends were friends. Mm-hmm. And now those people are gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, I choose you. I choose you. Vicky and I started with all our messiness, a whole bunch of honesty, and a 90s motto. 
we worked together. We were acquaintances. It was the 4th of July. I had a party at my house. I need another drink, actually. You were waiting. Abby goes out of town for the 4th of July. I have a 4th of July party at my house. There is a man there that we hence shall forth to refer to as the dragon. I had seen Abby and the dragon together before. He flirted with everyone. Um, he was a playa playa of the early 2000s. And I don't really know how it all happened, but by the end of the night, my stupid 21-year-old self had crossed lines with the dragon that should not have been crossed. Fast forward, we go back to work. On Monday morning, Abby comes back into town. A co-worker of ours comes up to me and says, I saw you in the dragon this week and you do realize that that's Abby's boyfriend I said what Abby's boyfriend the dragon he was all up on me like what is the deal with that I didn't know that he was Abby's boyfriend like I thought that they were flirting like you know he's like that with everyone no he him and Abby have like a thing I was mortified so I spent a day in turmoil, my stomach upside down. This new friend that I just made maybe three months before that, who I absolutely adored. And now I fucked around with her boyfriend. Shit. So I invite Abby over to my house and I said, come see my house. Here's the bedroom. Here's this. Here's that. Have a seat. By the way, the 4th of July party, blah, 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 the dragon and I. (laughs) I'm very sorry. I didn't realize he was your man. But I think what was redeeming and what made us such good friends was the fact that instead of hiding it, I came to you and I said, this happened. I didn't realize that you guys had a relationship and now it's circulating all around and I am so sorry. Anyway, you were so gracious and forgiving and I said, I'm sorry, I fucked up. And then you said, it's okay, I forgive you. (laughs) And we moved on. And then we got to like actually build a real friendship based on like faith and love and hope and and family and and real things you know in the years to come but if you had been pissed at me in that initial situation if you had written me off and you see my shame still so there should be shame but mostly from him it's a hose before homie situation yes right yes so i'm always gonna pick my girl over whatever kind of dude i'm we knew we were going to be poor Vita and he was going to be poor tonight.
thus far, we've talked about how you make friends as a youngster, but it is possible to make new friends as an adult. Though less messy, Annie and Darlene connected due to mutual life situations and a long commute. Here's their meet cute. That is such a good story. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I, I was living in this little apartment in Alameda and taking the ferry to town because I didn't have a car. I didn't want a car. And I was, I met Annie on the ferry. So the ferry from Alameda to San Francisco. I don't know if it was in the morning or the afternoon. It was the morning. It was the morning the first time. And we just like ended up sitting together, I think. Yeah, you asked if you could, if the seat next to me was taken. And I said no and probably went to put my headphones back in and then you just started talking at me. And I was like, okay, well, this is happening. It was so early, but this is happening, okay. Yeah, I kind of do that. I'm kind of a talker. Very extroverted. And I was just like, ah, stranger danger. (laughs) So what did you have in common off the bat? I don't know how long it took us to figure out the birthday thing. Yeah, we share the same birthday. But we share the same birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was a big, like, that's a big, weird thing. And, like, totally. I know we were on the ferry when we found out. It somehow came up. and Because it wasn't, we didn't meet anywhere near our birthdays. We met, like, in the spring or something. But it somehow came up. And it was like, oh, my God. No, what? We have the same birthday? Are you the same age or no? Oh, no. I wish. A couple years apart. 12 years apart. <laughs> <laughs> it still counts. That's what I said. And we also just like, we like a lot of the same music because um, Andy's real throwback. throwback. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Both like nature. Both like nature and hiking and yeah, and kind of adventuring. Mm-hmm. Adventuring. Kind of we adventuring. have similar stances on politics. Yes. Absolutely. How did you move from your fairy friendship to, like, hanging out in real life? Well, sometime within that week, she got was on the boat before I was, and so I was like, ah, fuck it, and I was like, is this sea taken? And then, <laughs> and then it just kind of became routine. Like we just would sit together in the mornings because we always caught the ferry at the same time. And then, I think I started giving you rides. Yeah, because you lived on my way to and from the ferry. Yep. And, then, and I'd, like, we'd save each other seats and stuff, you know, on the way there and the way back. And mm-hmm. She'd talk to boys for me on the ferry. <gasps> yes. So, like, I have old married lady syndrome, so I'm not embarrassed. Well, plus I don't have a filter, so I'm not embarrassed <laughs> by anything. Uh-huh. So there'd be, like, a cute boy, and I'd be like, hi, you should come sit with me and my hot redheaded friend. <laughs> and, I mean, I was just shameless. Poor Annie. She'd get so embarrassed. Yeah. Because I'm like, what a- yeah, I have no, I have nothing to lose by walking up to some young dude. But the, yeah, I think we just, it was like, oh, you want to grab food? Or, oh, let's have a glass of wine. You know, just yeah, normal friendship progression. Yeah. And then we started doing um, birthday adventures. Yes. Yeah. For a while. Yep. What was the last birthday adventure? Grand Canyon. Yeah, Grand Canyon, Zion National Park, and Bryce Canyon. Bryce Canyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm attempting to make a brand new friend. Her name is Chelsea, and this is the first time we've hung out just the two of us. So I'm gonna take you through all of the recommendations that we just heard and see if this actually works. Step one, make one friend and then glom onto their group. 
So here's how I met our now mutual friend, Jen. I fully online stalked her. Oh my God, I this is love like the, this story. This is the weirdest story, because I swear I'm not like this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> she posted on Nextdoor. Do you use Nextdoor at all? No, Okay, I it's probably like should. the stupidest app. But you, you know, you have your little profile or whatever, and then yeah. you connect with your neighbors. That's the gist oh, of it. Oh, that's cool. But it's a lot of like, you know, that like old grandma, like not on my lawn kind oh, of right, right, stuff. Right. Like yes. everyone's freaked out about, you know, whatever, a straight, a suspect right. character. I'm good with the words too. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> this person, you know, wearing a hoodie up or whatever, like that kind of stuff. Right. But anyways, Jen posted on there asking about babysitters. And I, some reason was like... I was like drawn to the message. I was like, yeah. who's this person? And then I saw she had a kid. And then I saw that she lived on Benton Street, which is where I lived for like 10 years. Oh, fun. so I straight up messaged her like stranger to stranger and was all, hi, you want to be friends? I love that. <laughs> like I'm into such and who too. And I have an 11 year old. Like yeah. let's hang out. And of course, you know, she's wonderful. So. Oh, yeah. She's literally. So I just best. like latched on her. <laughs> yes. It's. She's a wonderful person to latch on yeah, to. Like she's... you're my best friend forever now. Thanks. Yeah. And don't, she's don't try to get person. away. Don't yeah. try to get away. <laughs> I love it. She has a tear. We talk a lot about her. Like we have to, when people ask about our history and our family and our friends, it's just like, oh, there's a tier of like best friends. Jenna has like nine the best friends and it, they're all like amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. She collects good people. She does. Like that. Yeah. I think that at our age, um, you're younger than me, but I'm still going to like lump myself in. Okay. How old are you? I'm 40. Oh my God. I see, know. I don't see it. I would not have guessed 40. <laughs> I would, I'm like, oh, we were like two years apart. Yeah. <laughs> but long story short, I think that it's especially hard when you're older. Yeah. Like when you're younger, you could at least, you could even just be like, hey, we're both in theater. Like let's right, be friends. Exactly. You know, it's yes. like built in yes. community and now it's like more complicated. So yes. what made you agree to like hang out or, or oh give me your phone number? Like... <laughs> Since we I, were strangers. Yes. I, Jen. Yeah. Jen rarely picks people that I'm like, no. Right. So, so it's like I had a reference. Yes. You yeah. had a reference and I was like, fuck it. I need to do more of this. I've been here for fucking ever. Losing time completely. Yes. Like eight months. And I have not like her and Rory mm-hmm. are like the only people that I've been hanging out with. Right. Seem to like branch out. Yes. And I'm like, okay, you're cool. Your daughter is cool. Like we walked around Oakland and I didn't hate you. So I was like (laughs) with children. Yeah. And we like solved puzzles. I was like, yeah, this chick is cool. Like, (laughs) and honestly, yeah, I was like, if Jen like wants her to co-chaperone, then she's cool. Right. Okay. Here's what we have in common. And also us sharing a little bit about the messiness of our lives time fully gets away from yes. you. Yes. And sometimes like the minutia, it takes like six months is like it seems like so long, but it's really not. It's not. Like in there's so much like deadline pressure. And then like seasonally we get very wrapped up into these like cycles and processes yes. that like actually don't exist. And a lot of what like kept me from like because I literally I was like I I'm just getting through my days and then all this time passes and I'm like fuck I yeah I should like go hang out and like make some friends like new friends in the area like similar interests I'm like cool just the daily minutia is like 
it takes so much effort to just like be a human and like oh my gosh totally reach some goal like cross laundry off the list hooray I, yes like, parade throne i like, will fully write like, laundry down and cross <laughs> yes. it off just to make me feel like i'm yes. doing a thing taking a step back can like create space for more things that make the tank like seem a little more full and yeah. meeting new friends does exist mm-hmm. like we can we Jen is gonna be big on this episode. Shout out to Jen; she's our amazing <laughs> friend. But we do a lot of like personal development stuff together, and like one of the things that we did early in our relationship because we've known each other for twelve years was we wouldn't leave the interaction without like scheduling something else. Oh, I like that. And it does get challenging sometimes. Like we've and we, but we've also like maintained a friendship. Like we've rarely ever lived in the same area for a very long period of time mm-hmm. but like we always prioritize like a one-on-one or like a text sure to be like you know check in at least and like yeah, try yeah. to make plans when we're in like the same area and that's something that's like worked for my relationships and it does like weed out those people that are willing to show up for you when right. shit gets rough because right. it inver- inevitably will yeah <laughs> and it will inevitably be hard and harder as we go and like yeah. live our fucking lives right like Completely. family shit is like always number one and real life fucking happens and like excuses are very tiresome to like come up with it works way better when you're just like I can show up vulnerably for you like you can show up vulnerably before me and like it's never going to be an excuse if it's honest Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like inevitably again buzzword (laughs) it we will connect yeah and when we connect it's not going to be like oh my god I'm so sorry like xyz happened it's going to be like fucking how was your life girl Like, (laughs) let's rap about it and, like, figure out how we can help each other and, like, not move forward with any pain or, like, Mm -hmm. guilt associated. Yeah. And, like, that shit for adult relationships is hard. Yeah. Like, that takes some, like, diving in and, like, willingness to just, like, sit and get real. Right. So I've also, since I've been off work, been trying to, like, cultivate friends better. Mm. Because, you know, there's, like, there's people that are kind of acquaintances or, like, in that in-between between, like, acquaintance and friend. Yeah. So I've been, like, trying to, like, shuttle some of those, like, really into the friend bucket. Yeah. Because I have time, right? Right. Why so, not? So, yeah. So I've just been really conscious about, like, reaching out and setting dates. And I think another thing that's hard is, like finding what's comfortable for the other person that like works for them Mm. right like some people it's like let's go out and get drinks you know um and that's easy and then some people like don't drink or whatever or they you know they need to be home in the evening with their kids and so it's like finding what other kind of things that we can do together and i feel like that whole process takes effort you know it's like figuring out oh you're going to concerts great that can be a thing that we do together yeah so again it's not easy right it's not (laughs) and people contain multitudes like it just invites a whole other person's dynamic into your world right right. minefield of drama potential drama and risk you just like made it seem so scary it is but it's also like inevitably if you open up and become vulnerable there's got to be it there is that like nugget of connection Mm -hmm. that you'll probably find i mean we have more in common than we don't right right right. most of the time and I think this podcast is perfect for that, too. Holy moly. Like, you're just embracing, like, yeah, everyone's fucking weird. Yeah. It's normal. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. I love that. Our like, weirds can be different from each other. Right. But we're all weird. Yes. <laughs> I hope that you are satisfied with the quantity and quality of friendships in your life. 
But if you're looking to make new friends, it's okay to do what we did in middle school. This note literally says, I think you're sweet and I wanna to get to know you better. Call me sometime. And then she just gave me her phone number and then I called her, it was that simple. And if that doesn't work, just schedule a sleepover. Friendship guaranteed. Also, in this episode, there was a lot of terms that perhaps I wouldn't use in everyday life. For example, we called each other hoes, sluts, bitches, and the tits. So just keep in mind, these were conversations amongst best friends. And so they were all used in love. This track is Secret Beers by Stefan Kartenberg. 